Hi everyone, I'm Christine Blanchette, the host and producer of Run With It, and welcome to the Run With It podcast. I interview medical professionals, athletes, nutritionists, and celebrities who are following a healthy lifestyle. Joining me today is Nate Reach. He is a Canadian Paralympic athlete and won his second world championships recently last month in Paris. And he's here today to talk about his recent performance at the Canadian Athletics Championships in Langley, BC, and about his training and what is next for him. I am so happy to have you, Nate. Welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh my goodness, you're such an inspiration to many. And I just like, if I may ask you, to tell the listeners um, how it how it all began for you. Yeah, absolutely. So I I, I grew up in a very athletic family. Um, pretty much everywhere you look, uh, there is uh, athletes. So I probably about if I had to guess around ten to twelve professional athletes. And I grew up right in the middle of both of my parents pursuing their dreams and goals of going to the games and. It was awesome to kind of see the way that they worked. I feel like so many times, you know, kids are out there, um, you know, having their parents tell them, oh, work hard. But honestly, I got to see it every day in and day out. And so uh, that's really how it all how it all started. And I wanted to be a better athlete than, uh, than my parents. And I'm sure my siblings want to be better athletes than me and my parents. So, uh, you know, it's just a nice, friendly uh Yes, I mean, you come from a, you know, high performance family, and you must have, um, you know, such, such support, but you also have that passion within you, right? It just, it just came not from the, your family, but just something in you said, I want to do this, I want to become, you know, a middle distance runner. Yeah, definitely. I was a huge baseball fan early <laughs> in my life, and Loved playing baseball, and then uh, I saw the father got hit by golf ball and got paralyzed, and my throwing arm was on the side that got paralyzed. So I um, had to make a bit of a pivot and find something uh, else that I really didn't want to do the events that my parents did. So I wanted to try and find my own niche and my own path. And I mean, you know, you you, you never plan to get hit, hit in the head by by mm. golf ball, but uh, looking back at it, I'm really thankful for. It happening because it allowed my it forced me to make a pivot and i think uh you know it's worked out pretty good so far yes and congratulations i mean can you share with the listeners some of the highlights i mean i just did a brief intro but tell us you know um your incredible year yeah no it's been a fun year like so far i've been in paralympic sports since 2018 i found it a bit late in my life I was Paralympic champion in 2021. Uh, I hold the world record in the eight and the 15. Um, and this was my second uh, Paralympic world title. Um, and, you know, it, the, the competition is really good. It's really grown. Uh, you know, the, this one uh, really uh, had to run hard pretty much 15 years to go. So, um, you know, it's been such a fun opportunity to be in Paralympic sport and, mm. uh, you know, if someone had told me when I was 10 years old, I would have this opportunity, I would uh, probably think they were a bit crazy. Oh, wow. It's it's just wonderful. And tell us about your experience at the Canadian Athletics Championships. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of uh, interesting because it was kind of a double-sided. I felt like I was there for two different reasons. So I was there for my competition, and, and my little bro ended up competing as well. So I felt like I was there to support him as well. Uh, my personal race went well. I ran 155. Uh, I was hoping to run better, um, but last year they didn't ratify my world record in the 800, so I ended up breaking the old world record um, in the 800. So uh, on paper, it looks pretty good, but, uh, you know, athletes always want to do better and better. And <laughs> then the next few days after my race, uh, I was following my brother around for basically 14 hours both days, watching him do the U20 decathlon. He ended up becoming Canadian champion uh, in the U- U20 deck. So uh, it was pretty cool to be, you know, me maybe not being so happy with my competition, but then to see the the joy, you know, especially when you're a younger athlete, uh, when Max ran his first national title and to just hear him replay all the highlights, uh, you know, was something I'll definitely always, always remember. That's wonderful. And, you know, um, I read that um, when you get nervous, you think about being in the hospital bed. Like, does that, like, can you tell us? Yeah. So, and, in Tokyo, this is where it actually derived from. I got super nervous in Tokyo before the Paralympics started questioning what I was doing. What if I lose? Uh, does that mean that this whole four, I guess, five years has been a failure? And so my sports psychologist, John Coleman, and I wanted to find something that I could control. And uh, that's something that I, I could control is making that kid proud doing all the little things that really mattered in those final days. And, uh, you know, to, I mean, I always get goosebumps just talking about it because I just remember how much of a sports nerd that kid was and how excited he would be. And so uh, I just go back to that. And I, I feel like it always feels good to feel that joy that that kid had. And, I mean, I still have joy today, but there's just something different about, you know, a 10-year-old joy. Oh, and that's wonderful, you know, and um, what tips can you share with, you know, people would like to follow in your footsteps? Yeah, I mean, I think first is really find a passion for some sort of sport. You know, I was super lucky to have some really great coaches growing up that really didn't push me incredibly hard, but they uh, really educated me on the sport and taught me, you know, how to uh, treat officials correctly how to um, support my teammates. And so I think really laying that foundation is super important. And just my biggest advice would be to play as many sports as you can for as long as possible. Um, There's always a time to specialize in a sport, but um, I see too many kids getting so many overuse injuries because they're doing this one sport all year round. Uh, You know, take that time to be a kid, um, you know, you would think that because my both of my parents were international track and field athletes that they would have pushed me really hard. But I mean, I didn't specialize until later in high school, and I still played baseball uh, my freshman year, and um, they still kept me, uh, you know, public speaking and doing all these things that uh, some people would see as taking away uh, from track and field. But I'm super thankful that they didn't. They allowed me to grow those passions in, in other directions. Yes, and how do you balance training and competition? Like, yeah, it's, for me, for me, the the training part is easy. I love to train. Mm. You know, I feel like it's 
physically, yeah, it's grueling, it's tough, but mentally it's so fun for me. Like, it's such a challenge. And, you know, there's three or four days throughout the week where you get to see, am I as good as I say I am? And, you know, that's also reflected in the, in the races. And, you know, racing is a bit tougher for me. I'm someone who gets really, really nervous. So that's something I've had to come, uh, combat. And in high school, I, that was something that I really struggled with. Um, among other things that, you know, high school kids struggle with. But, you know, over time, I've uh, kind of found found meditation and found just realizing that it's not life or death. I feel like so many times <laughs> us kids think, like, if I don't run fast, like, what are my friends and my family going to think of me? And at the end of the day, my girlfriend loves me the same, my mom loves me the same, my family loves me the same. So mm-hmm. I think just putting that context uh, there, I feel like, always helps. Oh, that's wonderful. And, you know, can you share your nutrition, like, um, like how important it is? And do you have a favorite dish? Yeah, my favorite dish isn't a healthy dish. Uh, <laughs> I tell you that. My, my uh, stepdad, who is my father figure, um, he makes this amazing baby back ribs. Um, you know, I live half of the year in Georgia. And so, uh, you know, southern food is uh, definitely some of my favorite. Uh, but my nutrition, it definitely changes throughout the year. Um, definitely allow myself to eat some of those, uh, desirable foods early mm-hmm. in the season. You know, when I'm logging a hundred, 120 kilometers a week, you yeah. know, there's a bit more room to, you know, enjoy those things. And then, you know, as we get closer and closer, um, you know, I really focused in, uh, eating well-balanced meals, making sure on those big workout days, there's a lot of carbs. I love pasta and rice. Um, I eat a lot of chicken, a lot of ground beef, a lot a lot of ground ground turkey. And then uh, vegetables, you know, that's something that uh, I don't necessarily love, but I know it's really important to do. So I, I make sure with, at least with lunch and dinner that I have something there. Um, I also take uh, a uh, green supplement. You know, I, I, I have greens in my diet, but I feel like that's something uh, that I just is nice to have. Um, and then I also always have a protein shake after I compete. Uh, I use Doc Fit, um, which is a, a proof for sports supplement. And so, um, you know, those are the things that I really rely on. I think hydration too is, I, I definitely believe is part of nutrition. Um, you know, finding what that looks like. And, you know, sometimes when you're in that dry climate, you still need to drink, even though you don't feel like you're sweating. Mm. Um, and then electrolytes is, you know, I see younger athletes not using electrolytes. I mean, that's something that's super important. Especially if you're, uh, you know, in a southern state or a southern Providence, uh, it can get pretty toasty during during the summer, and you want to make sure you replenish those. And um, at, at the end of the day, if you're if you're dehydrated, your heart rate will go up faster, and you just won't feel as good. So, you know, mm-hmm. when you're at a high level and have to perform on demand, it's really important to take care of all those little things because they add up to be a big thing. Wow. And you have dual citizenship. Like, what does it mean to you to represent your country? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, early on, it was a debate in the house, like, who's they going to run for? Um, I grew up going to BC in the summers to spend time with my grandpa, Jim Harrison, who played with Wayne Gretzky and Bobby Orr and played in the NHL for 12 years and kind of is uh, pretty famous in that kind of DC area. Um, and so I always saw the pride he had for Canada and how proud he was to be a Canadian. And, 
you know, I didn't know quite what that was, but whatever that was, I, I wanted that. And so, and my mom um, should have made the Olympic team in 2000, but she had uh, she had me and had a <laughs> crazy blonde hair, full cut kid running around. And, um, and so in honor of her and to kind of, uh, you know, when I made that first Paralympic team, it was kind of like we made that team together. And so she's made so many sacrifices for me. And so those are, you know, two of the many, many uh, reasons. And, you know, there's, there's nothing like putting on that team and a jersey. And especially when you cross that finish line in those top three spots. And, uh, and then if you win, you hear your anthem. There's, uh, you know, you, you'd always think, oh, I'm a tough guy. There's no way I'm going to get emotional. But it doesn't matter how, how many times it happens to uh, mm-hmm. always find yourself getting pretty cheered up. Yes, and what is next for you? Well, so we're talking on uh, a a Thursday, um, <laughs> and I end up I'm racing tomorrow. Oh. Uh, I fly out to uh, Memphis, Tennessee tomorrow morning, and I'll race in Memphis tomorrow late tomorrow night, uh, and then my season is done. Then I'll you know just start the, take two weeks fully off. I'm someone who really believes in time off. I know a lot of runners take four or five days off, but I'm, you know, two weeks is the least amount of time I've really ever taken off. Usually it's three to four weeks. So I really believe in restoring the body and getting recovered. And yeah, then I'll start the, that building process uh, to hopefully uh, repeat as Paralympic champion. Wow. And um, and now, do you prefer the 800 meter or the 15, or does it depend? I definitely like the 1500 more now. Before, I felt like I was trained for the 800, but now since I've been coached by Heather since 2015, we've really found the training that works for me, uh, which I do a lot of threshold. I know if uh, your listeners are marathoners or, uh, you know, 10K runners, they'll definitely understand what that is, but that's basically uh, 82 to 88 percent of your max heart rate, so it's more of a comfortably hard, um, and so I do a bigger volumes of that because it's not super intense um, and everyone has their own threshold and so that's something that doesn't beat up my body but I found I get a big bang for, for my buck there and so um, I would have to say yeah wonderful and for those listening um, and people want to follow you or follow your training where can they go yeah you can find me on Instagram Twitter at Nate Raywolf Mm-hmm. Um, Nate is my first name and Grey Wolf is my middle name. And so, uh, and I think my middle name is so cool um, from my indigenous background. And so, uh, yeah, you can find me on there or uh, if you want to email me, it's nathanreach at yahoo.com. And uh, always happy to hear from people and, uh, you know, hear your thoughts on my races or just if you have any questions and uh, you, you want to hear my feedback, always, uh, always happy to help. It was a pleasure speaking with you and all the best to you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on the show. Thanks for listening to the Run With It podcast. I'm your host, Christine Blanchette, and you can reach me at runwithit.ca.